last week. It was Bimini who was named the winner of the Snatch Game. And in the bottom is Tia Coffee versus Lawrence Cheney. And Rue, well, she ordered her coffee to go. Tia had to go back to Clapham. Oh, I'm still mourning the loss. Welcome to the Drag Race recap show for Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 7, titled Lockdown Super Sheroes. Now, I already know that Fraser's going to have many issues with this, but we'll get into it. I am Ben. (laughs) I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And you might know us from our podcast, You're Welcome America, where in every episode we translate a British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You goddamn fucking welcome. Hey, and just so you know, actually, a new episode just came out this week, so go check it out. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about drag. Because the next couple of weeks, we're going to be your hosts as we recap the second season of Drag Race UK. Okay, let's just do an overview of what the hell happened in this episode. Okay, for the mini challenge, it was, well, the library was open, wasn't it? It was the reading challenge, which is ideal for some UK queens who are all about comedy. That was the mini challenge. And then for the maxi challenge, babes, what was going on? Well, they were tasked with creating lockdown super sheroes uh, looks, and it was all made from pieces of crap you find around the house. (laughs) (laughs) The sort of, wait, the sort of things you might have around the house during lockdown, wasn't it? Bits and bobs, tits and tats. (laughs) yeah it was meant to be very kind of lockdown themed and then that took us through to the main stage where the category was lockdown super sheroes hard to say um a horror was named the winner of the challenge and the judges placed sister sister and taste in the bottom two and after a lip sync for their lives taste is told shantae you stay and sister sister didn't know how much i missed you is asked to sashay away first up we have to get behind ahead of even the big news that happened this week uh fraser they are bringing back the tv show fraser oh my god i know i i've already been trolled by someone i work with who sent me a email with it it said high importance and i thought it was something to do with work (laughs) and it was it was just a link to the fraser reboot because he is also he's one someone i work with who i've worked with for i think a year now who's still on the regs calls me fraser by accident and i have to say to him that is not my name so i'm really glad that fraser's coming back to ruin my life can't wait God, well, that's, I just, I really wanted to start off this episode on a positive note. Yeah. Okay, before we get into it, how did you feel about this episode? Thoughts, feelings, musings overall? Yeah, I liked this one. You know that I like a design challenge. So I, you know, (laughs) do I? Do I know that? I've discussed this with you many times before because, you know, I love Project Runway. So I love a, I love a design challenge. (laughs) And as they did, (laughs) and my favorite challenge of Project Runway was, the unconventional materials challenge which is where they were forced to make things from crap basically and i love that because yeah this always one this this like unconventional materials thing always reminds me of early drag race it has like a got it an early days of of american drag race feel to it which i like so yeah i'm I'm into it i mean you know some of the looks were shod shod lod and some of them were great so i can't wait to get into that before we get into it, let's talk about the fallout from last week's elimination. It was down to Tia and Lawrence Shaney. So Tia, she had to fuck off back to Clapham. Wonder where she went to Clapham North, Clapham South. Where do you think? High Street? Well, you, you, well you've named every station in the Clapham region apart from just Clapham Common Sheep Station. And don't forget Clapham, Clapham Junction. Don't forget Clapham, Clapham Junction. Junction. Yeah. Because actually, I think she... 
our American listeners, how insane is it that one area of London has maybe like seven different major transport links? And I'm just counting them. That's five. Five of them have the word Clapham in them. <laughs> got it. Got it. Anyway, Tia went back to one of the Clapham uh, station transport hubs and Lawrence read the mirror message, which said, you're all camp cows. Be proud. Be kind. Give it 100%. Hashtag Tia was robbed. X. <laughs> yeah. And Lawrence is kind of like, you know, does it a fun little gag and it's like my answer to that is which time was she robbed and they're all like <laughs> and then they i think <laughs> he goes like it's a horrible shade of lipstick and they're like they're, i think it's sister sisters like well it definitely means it was tears and they all just laugh about how shit tear is <laughs> so mean. like a lovingly like in a lovingly way in fact did you see last week when tia was eliminated the next day she dropped a single yeah i did it's good i like it i listened to it i was like this is pretty good yeah. It is pretty good. It's very yeah, it's, yeah, in the in the drag kind of like pantheon of, of songs that have come out, they do fall into a couple of different categories. And that one definitely fell into the like, oh, this is like a legit song. Yeah. It's, and it, it's also what I like about it is it's not shit. And everyone jokes about Tia being shit. So she's kind of maybe found and is finding that perfect middle ground of playing with, oh, I'm a bit shit, but actually being good. You know, she looks like she's, she's working it out. She looks really good in the video as well. Mm. Yeah. Some real vindication for my gal. Good for her. Okay. Um, so. Oh, this is. Oh, yeah. So here, this this is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) This is where they all sit down. Mm-hmm. Now that little sit down, um, Hora thinks Lawrence had a close call and was lucky to lip sync against Tia. I mean, let's be honest. At the end of last week, I think we all knew Tia was, as soon as they were announced the two people lip syncing, we knew Tia was going to go home, you yeah. know? Um, and then, ooh, there's this moment where Hora says that, well, they all start predicting who do you think is going to be next? Who do you think is going to be next out of the show? And Hora's like, I think it's going to be Sister Sister. Um, and then Sister thinks it's going to be Ellie because Ellie's been coasting. Now, here's the thing. I I, I do, at this point in the show, I, I did kind of agree with both of them. Yeah. I mean, it's it was it was talked about multiple times this episode that Sister and, and uh, Ellie are the kind of, well, they're the ones without badges, but also, you know, the yes. two that, that people think are going to go home. But I did love the way Ahura did that. She just was sitting there and she was like, really like f- fingering through her like hair that was hanging down. And she's just like, should we talk about who we think is going to go next? I think it's you. <laughs> like she had, she had a real like shit eating grin on her face and she was just like, I think it's you, sister. She's such a bitch. I really, I really like her so much. I really, now that I've bought into her whole brand, she can be like as nasty as she wants and I'm, I like support it because she's funny. She's not just like nasty for the sake of nasty. She does make me laugh. But yeah, I do think they have a point and Ellie's kind of like pissed off that they point out that she's been coasting, but she's also, it's kind of true that she's not ever been, she, she rarely gets critiques. She's always, she's safe a lot of the time. Yeah, and at this point in the show, you can't coast, can you? As we full well know from having done both the season and All Stars, you, yeah, you can't coast. We know yeah, this being firsthand. Season queens, designers, um, musical artists, makeup artists, etc. The list goes on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ted then- Talker over here, you know. <laughs> um, so at this point, Tace is saying, as you mentioned, you know, if you don't have a badge, why are you here? Can you do that in Tace's accent for us? <laughs> I don't know if I can. I feel like I can't, I can't drop into Tace because I was thinking about trying to do it just yes. then. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, yes. If you don't have a badge, why are you here? That was very good. <laughs> Thank that you. That was it. Do you know, the key um, to it is, is that I have to really, um, like, 
do like almost like a chicken neck, like a because Tace's head like flies around when she's talking. I try and like challenge, <laughs> ch- like channel her in that testimonial kind of look that she does with that big jacket that's like <laughs> flapping open. <laughs> she that uses jacket that big jacket that's definitely made out of man-made materials like yeah. it's not breathable she really uses every every like inch of the frame of that interview moment i feel like her head's like one point her head's in like the top corner of the screen then she's like right up against the camera <laughs> <laughs> like a like a welsh chicken yeah like a little welsh chicken <laughs> like a little welsh i keep on going to geordie when i do it yes, anyway little welsh chicken um, this welsh chicken Almost. Anyway, um, sister says at this point they've been sleeping on her and she's going to wake them up. Now, I don't know if you saw last week in the real world. Apparently, sister's been getting a lot of hate and a lot yeah. of um, garbage thrown her way. And she wrote an article in The Guardian in the UK all about it and how a lot of people have been sending her death threats and just like horrific oh things. God. And in fact, she went and she did an Instagram live with our girl, Crystal. And they were chatting about it. Um, yeah, it sounds like she's had a really, a really tough, intense week. I think it, it's my understanding is that at this point in the competition, much like with, and, and I'm not excusing behavior of, um, extreme fans at all. I'm just trying to understand what's going on. It, as we were saying with, with Ellie, at this point in the competition, you can't really coast and it maybe yeah. feels like sisters coasting and the rabid fans just kind of are like, you need to leave, but are getting so, revolting about it that was yeah, that was just, kind of my understanding yeah and it's just that whole thing of like it's like look if you want to do that just like text your friends who love drag race and just have like a a text chain where you can say whatever you want it's like why would you just and like to then like especially even even if you were like putting it out there and just not you know tagging her in like a twitter post or whatever it's like but to actually like put her name in it and be like oh i hate you it's like just fuck off just whatever just don't bother just shut up or say it to your friends or shut up basically okay so i just i just love the idea of like fraser like in you know like he's introduced in drag race he walk, walks out to the workroom for the first time and his catchphrase is just <laughs> say it to your friends or fuck off <laughs> <laughs> no it's say it to your friends or shut the fuck up and then i'll do like a death drop <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay let's go into the next day before we do i've got a little something to play for you hang on Okay, so can we now sing it? Do you know what? I still can't get it. I think I actually listened to last week's episode back, just the beginning of it, and I actually think we kind of got it last week. I just didn't think we realized. There's an yes. element of that, I think. That was good. I just think, I think we can't try and do it together because we're recording remotely and it like, we, like, <laughs> ironically can't handle us talking over each other, which is quite a problem. <laughs> I think, I think what we need to do is much like Girls Aloud with all their songs, we need to record our parts separately and mm. then somewhere in the UK they'll get combined and then we'll have a number one single. Okay. Well, let's do that. Let, yeah. Next project. Perfect. Okay. Okay, babes, so the next day, take us away. So Bimini, Bimini struts in, in another one of her kind of Hillary Duff, um, in Lizzie McGuire kind of outfits. <laughs> Very Lizzie McGuire, her wardrobe, her kind of boy wardrobe, which I really enjoy. Kind of like Lizzie McGuire meets like Patsy from Abfab, like a big fur coat <laughs> over like a, over like a Lizzie McGuire kind of fun top and like fun trousers. Uh, well, that's, that's so, a real meeting of two, of two cultures there. <laughs> Both are cultures. So it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And she, she basically just said that, you know, she's on a, she's on a roll after Snatch Game and she wants to keep her, her winning streak up. So I was instantly like, uh oh. 
um mm. and then there's a little bit of a little bit of the usual shade a horror is like oh sister like who are you going to be copying this week and sister's just like not you bitch <laughs> i do also like- notice I, lo- I love the fact that with Lawrence, when she came in, she's got like a little shopping bag on her shoulder, like, you know, like a canvassy, like she's just been down to the shops and <laughs> bought her just, bag from home. She just popped to Sainsbury's. Lawrence, exactly. Lawrence is also picking up on the, um, what we're now lacking from the Ginny Lemon workroom look is Lawrence is now dressed like a mad art teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a real like art teacher smock, which I really enjoyed. Mmm, smock, lovely. And, uh, Sorry, I also, cut you off before. What were you going to say, babes? No, 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 that was it. And then I was, it was just really that. And then I was also very into Tace's like, kind of wearing like a, a pinafore kind of look, <laughs> like a pinstriped pinafore, but with no like top underneath it. I was very into it. He looked great. Oh, yes. Lovely. Lovely. Ready for business. Also, that workroom can probably get a little bit hot. So some good ventilation. As we full well know from working at Pinewood Studios in London, it's probably freezing. Yes, very much like shout out to the Canada series where it was just big, big old coats needed. Anyway. (laughs) Right. Rue comes on the screen, doesn't she? And she says, listen up, ladies. Remember, we're all born naked and the rest is a series of ill-informed fashion choices. So get tootin' because, honey, if you mess up, expect more than a boot. That's right. You in danger, girl. Don't know fully, fully know. I see me just malfunctioning as I say those words. (laughs) So I don't fully know what that means. So on, uh, so, uh, Raven and Raja, they have their own YouTube show, which is called Tootle Boot or Tootle Boot, as you would say. And it's basically, they, they review every episode of Drag Race and they, they talk about specifically about the looks, like the runaway looks and Toot is a good and Boot is bad. So that's, that was a good, like very self-referential moment. And then just you and Danger Girl, just a fun Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost reference. <laughs> a uh, lot going on babes, there. Babes, I think I know what you and Danger Girl is from. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> you do I mean you do know I've I've met and worked with Whoopi Goldberg, as I've told that story maybe five times in our podcast. <laughs> <sighs> so okay. much silence coming so, back uh, my way. Okay, so Rue then walks into the workroom, <laughs> doesn't she? And she is in a brown and green printed suit, and she introduces the mini challenge. The British Library is open for the reading challenge in 3D. Now that bit confused me. What was going on with the 3D glasses? I have absolutely no idea. It was like a bit that just didn't, it, it was just like a, a weird fun moment of the girls picking them on and everyone going, woo, and then it was over. I didn't really understand what was happening there. It feels like maybe I, there I was a, something were, that was meant to happen that didn't happen. Exactly. I thought they were going to really go for it and some special, like special effects were going to continuously be on our screen or something, or now, they couldn't have done this in the BBC for because of BBC rules, but it would be a really good product placement section for like a Samsung 3D television. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought it would be like a, like in the actual kind of 80s, you know, like a Friday the 13th in 3D. It would just be really pointless things being like pointed at the screen. So someone talking and they just have like a hairbrush and then they're just like, <laughs> and everyone at home's like, it's coming at me. <laughs> oh, I love old okay. school 3D stuff like that. Oh, makes me so happy (laughs) right what was going on in this reading challenge babes okay so up first was sister and she did she did some good reads actually she did bimini so stupid that when she learned the government was putting chips in people she asked for a side of vegan mayo which i thought was a good one Mm. (laughs) and then she (laughs) she's like oh taste you're so beautiful i love your runway looks but i think you should slip into something long and flowy like the thames (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Rue loved that. That made me laugh. Rue went crazy yeah. at that reference. Uh, the Thames, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, is the, the main river in London, the River Thames, just in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Tace, and then Tace had and a good... Tace also says, well, yeah, she said that um, sister should get in the Thames, but she'd lose her teeth. Yeah, she's like, she's like, you get in the Thames. I mean, like the indignant tone. Who's next? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ellie was next. Um, okay, so then Ellie comes up to do the challenge, and she does the thing that apparently Afterthought Joe hates, where she she get you know gets up to walk over. Then she's like, oh, this is going to be so hard. I'm just so nervous. How am I going to do this? And then she puts on her reading glasses and she turns mean, and she's like, let's get going. She says, Ellie Diamond says that Bimini is known for her iconic tricks in the chair. But next time, do us all a favor and make sure it's an electric one. <laughs> That's fine. Medium. <laughs> it was, I, I have to say, I did the reference to an electric chair and corporate punishment and just death. I did kind of go, oh, oh. Yeah, I gave her a solid C+. Plus. Okay. Do you think? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 no, I'd agree with that. I have to say, I did love Lawrence when he came next. I thought this was the most perfect joke of all time. Lawrence said that Ellie's so stupid, she studied for her COVID test. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I liked that one. Solid, simple, current, but will still be evergreen. Great joke. <laughs> I liked, uh, well I liked Tace's right, joke that didn't, next? that didn't kind of, Tace's joke that didn't really go down very well, where she was like, telling Ellie that she should change her name to Ellie Zirconia. <laughs> and Ellie, I thought that was yeah, really Ellie funny. Was like, I'm, too, I'm too stupid to even know what that means. <laughs> and then what did she say? Oh, yeah, she's like, Lawrence, you're number one. The number one reason to stay away from Glasgow. <laughs> Great. Two, again, but that didn't make solid. That, that didn't make sense. I don't, no, I don't think that was solid because number one reason to stay away from Glasgow, but like, I think she Lawrence said, I think so she fun. said like, I think she basically was just like, you're the number one in Glasgow, the number one. It's, 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 it's a non-specific read that she has just inserted a queen's name into. It's not, I think a lot of the girls come into these, come into the show with pre-written, they get their reads written for them. And even though they don't know, they don't know who's in the show, they just plug in the best person to go with the joke. So I feel like that was one of those ones. Got it. Yeah. Oh, so you can't, you can't okay. always, you, they, they don't always quite work for the, for the person, but I appreciate the joke structure. <laughs> mm, i know i want i want specifics i want it to be better than that but you know what that's just me yeah <laughs> ahoras were right what's ahor- next ahoras were pretty tough uh she she's like oh sister sister you know you like the double wordplay the same way she likes to double up on other people's runway when she hits the stage i was like okay w- we've done that joke a few too many times off you know just like in the workroom so it didn't have as much impact and it was also one of those ones that wasn't f- funny. It was kind of just mean. So th- th- that one wasn't great. And then we had a quite a, a wild, uh, <laughs> quite a wild read from Ahura next where she said, you are the queen of face. But the last time I remember you served me face, you were laid on your back with your tongue out and I was sat on it. Oh, she, now this is clever. This is for me, Ahura thinking, People love this storyline about me and Tace. It gives the girls something to gossip about. It clearly gets picked up by the producers. People at home will be talking about it. I'm just going to play into this and let them have it. That was my understanding of it. Yeah, I think so. It just, for me, you know, old Prudy McPruderson, maybe a little, 
the image was a little too visceral for me. I didn't really need to just be thinking about, you know, sit, someone sitting on someone's face. But, you know, maybe I'm just an old prude. It's, is, is this another example of, of, of sometimes when your prude button gets pushed? Yeah, exactly. Just like I will say the disgu- most disgusting thing, then sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a little much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did, um, I did like, I did like what Taze said in the interview where she said, when she's like, she's like, just for the record, that never happened. And then she's like, but you know, we just, we like to say something to get Lawrence's little pecker up. <laughs> Pecker, but pecker is a funny word because in the UK it could be, it could also mean Willie, couldn't it? That's what he means. Oh, little pecker going. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. thought he meant, I thought he meant like get him chatting, like no, a pecky no. beak chatting. No, he meant get his dick up. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Bimini then says, uh, Bimini says, speaking of filler, uh, Ellie's sister need help packing? yeah that was rough well yeah because her her first read is about a horror being full of filler and then she yeah she follows it up with that little like speaking of filler ellie's sister need help packing and i was like again funny also accurate (laughs) so the uh winner of the mini challenge was sister sister how did you feel about that Uh, i actually i actually thought her her reads were very funny uh i think that lawrence was funnier but also it felt like a good producer moment to make sister sister win that one. I hundred percent agree. It felt yeah. like from what we saw in the final episode, I was impressed with sister sister. She did better than I thought she was going to do, but I don't know. Once again, I'm going to throw out the term jiggery pokery. There's some yeah. jiggery pokery going around here, ladies. And yeah. I don't know. She was the true winner, but you know well, what? We saw all she we got, all she got was an extra 15 seconds to pick out some <laughs> shit pieces of cloth in the next challenge. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I just, I feel like there was definitely, because, you know, they do a lot of the time they release the unedited, uh, the unedited reads or like extra reads. And I do feel like if they did that, we'd probably see a lot more really good ones from Lawrence. I feel like he was toned down to kind of give it a bit of balance this episode. Yeah. I mean, I once know. again, I'm going to throw it out there that I, I do think Lawrence is going to win. And in terms of, in terms of a reality TV show structure uh, across a season, it feels like Lawrence has done well at the beginning. Now he's he's dipped, and now he's slowly going to come back, and then he's going to win. That's my feeling. yeah. He's he's definitely he's at the he's at the kind of the challenge stage of his character arc, which he'll overcome exactly. and then win. <laughs> okay, okay, overcome much like a certain favorite album of ours. <laughs> well, Alexandra Berg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. So uh, Rue <laughs> announces Sister Sisters named, named the winner of the mini challenge. And then Rue announces the maxi challenge. She says, tap into your newfound strength and transform yourselves into lockdown super sheroes using lockdown loot. So loot. because Sister Sister was the winner, loot, boot, foot, good, mood, prude. Um, because sister food because <laughs> sister won the mini challenge she gets because what they've done is in the workroom they've set up just a pile of shit just piles of brillo pads pipes tissues all kinds of different things that you might stockpile at home during lockdown that was clearly the theme um and she is given sister's given 15 seconds head start to go get the crap that she wants um so yeah <laughs> Yeah, she, so she, it's, it's a classic, it's that classic, uh, project runway slash drag race old school thing of like, 
you know, that girl goes first. Everyone has to stand and watch her and be like, oh, I think Ahura's like, it's not fair. That was a good Ahura impression, wasn't it? It's not fair. It was fine. I think, I think, I think your, your Welsh impression earlier was a lot stronger, your taste. Yeah. But you know what? That's fine. And then basically, yeah, this is, there's this classic moment, which is that thing of Rue being like, go for it. And then they just have this kind of chaos montage where I do feel like health and safety was perhaps not at the top of the list, which is actually unusual for a BBC production because you and I have definitely completed the BBC health and safety course, production course <laughs> multiple times in our lives. Felt like there was a little, it was a little bit out of control. Yeah, particularly during COVID, actually, you can imagine it's so this maybe maybe this is incredibly boring listeners but just hop on board this journey with me it feels like in terms of the us and the uk covid rules are so different so in the uk it might be incredibly strict like you might not be able to like go three miles to outside of your zone where you live but when it comes to you know just not wearing masks that's fine whereas yeah. over here you know like it, it feels like you can travel anywhere in the country but masks are the thing so it felt here you normally, normally, but during lockdown, you feel like they would be given a box each, a yeah. self-contained box, so they don't get to like touch and like I don't know, get their get their grubby little paw prints over everything. But not not in this episode. <laughs> I did like I did like when they were getting all the stuff. There was uh, everyone was just kind of grabbing, and it was all kind of chaos. But I liked that Lawrence was hissing at people like a cat, and then at one point yes. he barked, he barked like a dog at someone as well. <laughs> He kind of, yeah, that was, I love that. Yeah. He like metamorphosized into like three different animals. At one point he was hissing like a snake, <laughs> but it was effective. And that Someone comes to grab like a scrap of fabric and you just throw him go, and they ran away. <laughs> but it was also good because it, he had like a very different, um, a very different approach to this. Everyone else was like running around and everything. Whereas Lawrence, he wasn't going fast, but he was just getting his bits and just hissing at people. <laughs> Yeah. And then they, they kind of, the, the storyline they kind, kind of try and get out of this moment is that everyone was rushing around and Bimini wasn't rushing. So she said she was left with a pillowcase and two palm leaves. And then they do this weird, this weird music choice where they showed her putting the palm leaves on her head and played like some like Hawaiian library music. Did you hear that bit where it was just like, <laughs> very strange. They also say, um, throughout this, um, they're all conscious that sister's like taking all, uh, taking everything. And sister does say she's not going to use it all, but it's nice to know that other girls can't use it either. So she, with her 15 seconds, she gets lots of crap. And I have to say that kind of plays out in the rest of the episode with the look that she does. She <laughs> took lots of crap and she wore lots of crap, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a, a fun piece of <laughs> really odd, a really odd little kind of, I'm going to call this a skit where, uh, a horror, decides that she wants to go and see what stuff sister got and she with full 60s full 60s spy music is hiding behind two like dress form mannequins and she's <laughs> popping up overwards and like looking at them and then she's kind of like sneaking a look at sister's stuff and then there's just a really my favorite bit is just she's just looking at all the stuff on the table and she just goes she got a bowl of fucking rhinestones. And she just has this. She's like, where did she get a bowl of fucking rhinestones? That was just on her table. <laughs> and then she she decides to do a very odd seductive. So they do they do the sixty spy skit, and then it switches in her like little interview, and she's like she's like, oh, I'm gonna. She's like, maybe I can charm her, give her a quick blowy for some rhinestones or whatever. And then the next skit is her like, it literally you can see that it's almost like they said an action like she was standing off to the side and she like slid her body over and she's like oh i just want to see what uh what fabric you're not using and then 
sister's like, she's like, I just, she's like, I'll give you something. You just have to say something nice to me. And Aurora couldn't do it. <laughs> it reminds me, it's very, it's very like Aaron Brockovich, you know, when Aaron Brockovich goes in to like steal some of the papers from like the local county office and she like leans over the desk and she's like, oh, just give me the water bills to everyone in the county. They're like, but we can't do that. But she's like, oh, but you know. <laughs> Aaron Brockovich. That's a great Aaron reference. Brockovich. Point. Didn't oh think we'd God. be talking was, about that today. Aaron Brockovich. I know. I was about, I tell you what, about maybe, maybe about eight years ago, if not longer. So Aaron Brockovich came out in the year 2000, I think. But eight years ago, I was in an office in London and I made an Aaron Brockovich reference and everyone laughed except the intern. And the intern's like, what's Aaron Brockovich? And I was like, oh my God. God, that was like, that was eight years ago. So that You're was like, what? Know your history, child. <laughs> I know, it's, but it's like you know, I know, like I know, like a movie from the fifties, but I'm not a hundred. Anyway, whatever. Young people, the I've, world doesn't the world didn't start in two thousand and one. Okay, the world didn't start with fucking TikTok. Okay, just just Google it and just like shut up. Another one of my mm-hmm. great catchphrases: Google it and shut up. <laughs> my my debut single coming out: Google it and shut up. <laughs> Wow, your brand is getting very strong throughout this episode. Your slogans, I mean, you still can't dress, you still can't dress for shit, but your slogans are great, babes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, how much fun would we have if we were both in the same season of Drag Race? Oh my god. First of all, we need to we need to actually work out our whole drag persona and, you know, maybe train for like six years. But once we're past that, how much fun would it be if we were both in the same season? Well, people people would be so they'd be like, Why are they so horrible to each other? We'd be like, Because they'd be like uh because we're like best friends. <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. It's like literally that's what we do. It's how we know that we love each other. <laughs> Uh, right, we are okay. nice to each other so sometimes, have, don't worry. <laughs> we are babes, we are. Yeah. Okay, so then um we hear sort of everyone's take on the, the challenge. Um Ellie says she loves the design challenges and and has worked with unconventional materials before. I totally believe her because she's she's like a child who spent maybe five years just watching YouTube tutorials in Dundee, making outfits out of her I don't know, her McDonald's drive through bags. Like she Ooh. she no, but I mean, but I honestly, no, mean I was, because- I, no, I was genuinely thinking how cool, how good a look she would be able to do. Like, I bet she could do like a kind of a, a fifties, like, you know, like a fifties diner waitress kind of look from like McDonald's bag. That would be really good. She should oh, do that's that. That's fun. Really, if McDonald's were, if McDonald's were on it, they would approach Ellie now and be like, look, why don't, why don't we do a campaign with you and you, make an outfit just out of mcdonald's yeah. packaging and as like a former employee anyway don't want to yeah. I, I mean i keep on giving out business advice in this podcast don't i it just keeps them coming out of every pore anyway um <laughs> sister sister who we mentioned before never knew how much i missed her not gonna miss her when she leaves at the end of this episode sorry she is going for a garden of eden fantasy so we talked about how she's essentially taken everything um and she's going to do like a big a big garden look with lots of different flowers and plants lawrence is doing um he described it as like an upscale luxe sportswear look um which mm. was all yeah well we'll get back to him because his look evolves um yeah Hora, now this is some foreshadowing she says she's worried about her bestie tastes um but she needs to focus on herself right now Fair enough. Yeah. And then in pops someone to the, in pops a duo to the workroom, babes. Who is yes. it? 
Well, I don't know if this is the moment. I just to just to go back one second. I don't know if this is the exact moment, but there was a moment where Ahura was laying out on her table, and she just had a toilet plunger, and she was just plunging her own head, just like chatting to taste. Yes. But she just was just like really like sexually reclined across all of her fabric, just plunging her own head and being like, "Wait," she's like, "Oh, what are you going to do, babes? What are you thinking?" <laughs> it just really. I think I think that actually happened later, but it really made me laugh. Just you know, Ahura, plunge your own Ahura, head. Ahura, she just Ahura just knows what she's doing. Like she's she's playing the reality show game very well uh, because she understands what makes good TV and what they're going to use and what's fun. So she's yeah. you know she's, she's doing well. Good for her. She's she's a smart cookie. But yes, you're right. Mm. So Rue Rue walks into the workroom and uh, says, "I've got a special guest," and it is Raven. And I was just like, "Whoa!" Raven looked oh, good. Wow, she looked amazing. She, yeah, I, you know, I'm a newer racer to the game. I've only done one lap around the, the drag race. Um, I was about to say field. I don't know where I was going with this metaphor. <laughs> racetrack, racetrack. So I'm not familiar with Raven. Am she's, I right in thinking she is now, she's now Rue's makeup artist? That is correct. Yeah. She's, uh, she's season two. She's season one all stars. And she's, she also, like I said, did that, does that tutor boot show with, uh, Raja. So she's basically like drag race. Like she's real legacy. She's a legacy queen. Like really like just has been around forever and ever and ever. And she's very much even, yeah, she's now obviously known because she does, she's Rue's makeup artist, but she's always been known as like, even in season two of Drag Race, like when drag was a completely different thing, even then her makeup was 10 times better than anyone on the show. And obviously at that point, Rue was Got like, it. huh, great makeup. Put it on my face. <laughs> well, ob- and obviously she's, she's clearly when they made this show, what this was back in October, November, she's clearly in like Rue's bubble. And it was already yeah. there, you know, working yeah. with Rue doing her face. So that's yeah, and actually, her. it's it's a good it's a, a, a like they used her really perfectly because it's like a good cameo. She's great, and also that what they'd used her for was really smart to have her give tips and hints and talk about makeup as they went around. It was just very well well thought out. But what did you think of Raven's look? I thought she looked phenomenal. She looked like a, a yeah. beautiful like gold statuette, like an Oscar come to life. Yeah, she, no, she looked utterly beautiful. She, again, I'm not familiar with her, but what I liked about it was, it was, as someone who doesn't know her, it, it clearly is a look, it's a great look, but it's all about the face and all about the makeup. So yeah. I like, essentially, she was, her outfit, while it was gorgeous, was a bit of a, a blank canvas so her makeup could shine. So I just really appreciate that she comes out and I'm like, oh, you're all about the makeup. You know what I yeah. mean? Again, babes, branding. Yeah, me, me and our friend, uh, Teddy were joking about, Teddy was saying that there's all kinds of levers and mechanisms hiding under that hat, keeping Raven looking so like snatched. I was saying that if she took that hat off, there'd just be like a black hole. <laughs> That's how she keeps her head like snatched back. It's being sucked into a black hole. If she, if she took off her hat, like a, a really heavy, like chain would just like drop to the ground. Exactly. Or it'd be like, I, I kept saying it would be like in Indiana Jones when they open up the Ark of the Covenant and like old ghosts fly out and kill people. Anyway, you know, I love to mention indiana jones at any possible time not temple of doom this time but whatever okay so um they they do the walk around the work the work room walk around which is really hard to say 
and they they start off with ellie and actually this is a really nice segment because you know ellie they kind of say oh like what's your that you know they say you're known for your makeup it looks beautiful and raymond's like yeah it does look amazing and they say like what's your inspiration and she actually says oh you know it's it's actually you and like youtube is how i taught myself and raven kind of says to her like what you're doing is so good because you can't even though you've referenced a lot of people and you've just told us the makeup is still very quintessentially you which i thought was true Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think one thing I always have with Ellie is that her, re- her reference point is quite anime or quite mm. not anime, but quite colorful. And in fact, it's exactly what she wears at the end of this episode, this whole look. So, and it's just not my favorite. So I think she's very talented and I l- adore the fact that she has worked hard and trained yeah. herself to be that talented. I also just want to give a shout out to Ellie's earrings throughout this episode, you know, when she's <laughs> in her boy drag. Those those purple like daisy earrings. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's really for me. That's like it. It made me think that she's clearly. I don't know if she would wear that back home in Dundee, like in her everyday. But it, right. it made me think she's a young kid who's now surrounded by her peers who all express themselves and do whatever they want. And she's just. Do you know what? Today I'm just going to put on some clip-on plastic earrings. I love that. <laughs> I do like her hoops in her, um, her little hoops in her interview. Cause I like that they're not huge. They're quite like, they're, they're quite modest, her little interview hoops. Anyway. Mm. Um, Ahura, Ahura, oh, I like when they're talking to Ahura and Ahura's like, oh, she's just like, oh my God, I love you. I think you're so great. And she basically says, she's like, you know, you were, I really feel like you were like my inspiration. You were kind of like the fashion bitch. <laughs> and then Raven's like, thank you. <laughs> That's right. And then, yeah, Horace says to the camera, like, remind you of anyone? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I, yeah, I don't think there was much else to say about Ahora here, but you're right. She was, she was totally fangirling over Raven. We then get to Bimini. Now, <laughs> Bimini's, Bimini's look, quite rightly so. They're all, <laughs> they're all quite concerned. Oh, also want to give a shout. I love the fact that Bimini's wearing her two Rupiter ba- badges like, over her nipples. Like they're kind of like little nipple adornment, adornments. Gorgeous. Mm. So yeah, they get to Bimini and they, they're asking about Bimini's, Bimini's look. And at this point, it's, I mean, it's very, um, what's her chops from X Factor, isn't it? The look that she's going for. Do you know how oh, I'm talking about? <laughs> It's very Sunita. Now, just want to give a shout out to our, our non, uh, US listeners. Sunita is a pop star from back in the day. She's kind of besties with Simon Cowell. Now, baffling, bafflingly, if that's even a word or phrase, at one point, traditionally, in every season of X Factor, Sunita appears. It's usually at the, the section of the show called Judges' Houses, where it's like, um, Simon's taken his team to his house in LA and he has like a celeb guest to help him out. He always has Sunita. So the, the, the contestants are always like, oh, amazing. We're going to go to LA. Oh, can't wait to see who the celeb guest is. And it's Sunita. They're like, oh, okay. Anyway, in one episode, <laughs> iconically, Sunita appeared at his house, at Simon's house, just wearing, she was naked and then just wearing two giant palm leaves over her breasts yeah i think they were in barbados or i think they were in the caribbean for that one that and that was her kind of caribbean look it was great and she wore it the whole time judging people (laughs) (laughs) sunita i'm sorry just gonna throw out there i hate to use this term because it's bandied around so much but sunita is iconic (laughs) 
Well, I think, I think the, the fact that she's managed to like clearly cast some sort of spell over Simon Cowell, that she gets to do this great gig every year and has worn that outfit. I'm like, sold. Well, and also, you know, special about you, babes. The song So Macho is a tune. It's a banger. Whatever, whatever way you slice it, it's still a banger. I've forgotten about that. So, so yeah. anyway, the, the best part about Bimini's look here is that as they're talking, the toilet roll holder that she's got attached to the like dress form just falls on the floor. And they're all like, <laughs> I think, and I love the way they edited it. So they clearly talked more than they did, but basically it was a bit of like Bimini being like, Oh, I don't really sew. And like, actually, I'm not really very good at this. And then Rue's just like, well, good luck with that. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, I want to give a shout out at this point in the game. Um, Bimini around her, um, around her statue, her mannequin, couldn't remember the word for it. She's got like, you know, if you go to someone's house and they're, they're, they've got money and they're a bit fancy, but they're also quite trashy. They might have those curtain ties to tie back mm. their curtains that mm. are really big and have like a giant bit at the end with like a jewel on it. So she's yep. got that around her mannequin's neck, like a necklace. Her thing is literally, as she said, a pillowcase with toilet rolls shoved in for like the tits and then a toilet roll holder on its head and two palm trees. And then, yeah, the toilet roll holder fell off. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) next up. Who's next, babes? uh, Next was Sister and they, um, they talk about beard coverage. And this was also edited in a very strange, this felt very sliced and diced, this, this kind of segment, because I feel like Sister probably knows about beard cover, like using the red, the red or orange makeup to cover her beard. I feel like she must already know that, but they made it sound like she'd never heard of that before and was like, Oh, great tip. Thank you. I feel like that's like one of those like drag tips that they all know already. Do you think, do you think that like a slightly clueless BBC commissioner or exec was like, um, I, I want drag tips. We need, we need take home. We, we, at the BBC, we have to educate and inform. I need drag yes. help, drag take home tips. Definitely. There was, yeah, some, some person was just like, oh, people don't know that, that the, that the queens use, uh, you know, like orange or, or red lipstick to cover up their beard and put their makeup. No one's ever seen that before. Put it in. Groundbreaking. BBC three online youth. This is the BBC, right? Um, Oh my God. Side note, I cannot stop listening to, I've downloaded like the BBC news daily, like news update. And I just, I like to listen to it to catch up what's going on back home, but I like to listen to it for the accents. And every time I, I, I listen to it by myself and after people talk, I then just do like a little skit in their accent. So right at the top, there's a woman who goes like, something like, um, all adverts and things in this BBC are commercial free and outside the US online only. And she's just amazing. Every, every time she does that. And then an incredibly posh woman comes on. Meanwhile, you've got the big, the big Ben bongs going on in the background. Like this is the six o'clock news. And then there's like maybe like a 20 second pause and it's bong. Anyway, I know I took a real news side note there, but if you want a, a real solid slice of the BBC, go, yeah. go listen to their, actually, their, BBC News podcast. Will you will you send me that? It just as a uh, this is just a friendship note and not a podcast note. Will you just send that to me because I actually quite like the idea of having listening to that in the morning. That would be nice. Thank you. It's very it's very there's something very reassuring about it because it's yeah. so so deeply un-American. Like well, every the, element of it is so un-American. Yeah, I need that because my days are all American. So I need just that little slice of home. Anyway, speaking of speaking of slicing, we uh, go to Taste Next, who is slicing herself on scouring pads, Brillo pads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is where they they talk about 
Rue kind of points out like Bagger, Bagger Chips in the first season did a like a scourer, you know, Brillo pad look that was incredibly unsuccessful. And Tace is like, yeah, I know that, but I'm going to do it better. Foreshadowing. Yeah. It's, this is an interesting moment because I've, it's been a while since they've done like a design challenge on this season. That was a few episodes ago and I've kind of forgotten about it because you know what? We had that seven month lockdown. I've forgotten already. Mm. Um, but Tace, for me in my head is so glamorous and looks amazing, but I forgot that she can actually design and construct things. Yeah. So initially when they were going through this, I was like, Oh my gosh. And, and, um, uh, Raven points this out, like that color of the Brillo pad is gorgeous on taste. It's like really yeah. beautiful color. Um, so I was thinking this is going to be high fashion. This is going to be next level. I'm so super excited. Um, and that's, that's sadly not what we got. No, but I do have some things that I think would have worked on that. But we'll talk about that when we get to the runway. Um, and then, um, yeah, Taste is kind of just like, they're kind of saying like, oh, this is really going to cut you up. You need to like look after yourself. And she's just, Taste kind of brushes this all off and she's like, I've got my vision. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, up next, it, Raven, they talk to Lawrence and I like this. They, <laughs> Raven's, Raven's kind of thing is saying that Lawrence paints a very, as she said in her image, she's like, you paint a very fierce high brow, but you don't bring your makeup like up to meet it. And then she said it kind of makes you look a bit like sad. And that's when Lawrence is like, oh, so I'm painting depression onto my face. <laughs> Which really made me laugh. And uh, and then I think Lawrence points out, she, Lawrence kind of says like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't normally accept makeup advice from anyone, but like Raven is literally the like the gold standard of makeup. So like you have to listen to her. Yeah. And I think also they do like a flashback of all of Lawrence's looks throughout the season so far. And Raven's a hundred percent right. And we get yeah. to it, you know, later in the episode, but she takes on that advice and her makeup looks fantastic. So yeah, I thought she looks a lot younger. A note for a note for the BBC commissioners. This is a wonderful tip that really played out well in the episode. So <laughs> I definitely feel informed. Wait, side note, what is the BBC kind of motto or the BBC, um, what's it called? It's like inform, ed- educate, entertain, inform and inspire or something like that. Uh, live, laugh, love. That's it. Live, laugh, love. It's live, laugh, love. I, <laughs> I lived this. I loved this. And I also laughed. So well done, BBC. You did it. You did it well. <laughs> so, so then this we just scene. Have, oh yeah. Well, this is kind of the long babes. Yeah. yeah. Well, this kind of, you know, moves towards the end. Um, Bimini, um, she's quite rightly a little concerned about her look. So she ends up finding, um, a new fabric that is very much curtain based. Um, so much so that even in the final look, you can see the hole where you might string up those curtains. But do you know what? We'll get to that a little mm. bit later. Uh, grommet. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah, a grommet. You know, know the metal, the metal like thing, the metal ring. That's a grommet. Mm, good to know. Mm. Um, and then we see Tace. Uh oh, it's all playing out. She's actually bleeding and she's got one of the Pinewood medical crew guys, um, is in there just dealing with her hand because she's got like a, a bit, a bloody hand, doesn't she? Yeah. She's ripped it in those Brillo pads. That's a real St. John's ambulance crew member, isn't it? If ever I've seen one. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not even, I'm not explaining what, what the St. John's ambulance is. Everyone just look it up. <laughs> Google it and then shut up. <laughs> And then meanwhile, Lawrence um, is struggling because his fabric won't go through the sewing machine. So his, and Lawrence can sew and Lawrence mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. So this, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm worried for Lawrence now. Is she going to be going away in this episode? Yeah. Um, 
but she's dealing with that classic, classic giant Ikea bag material. You know what I mean? When you're like 25 and you're moving house, you have about five of those giant blue Ikea bags in your house. You might put your laundry in it. God, I fucking hate those Ikea bags. Although, actually, I tell you what, there is, uh, speaking of j- just of looks made from Ikea bags, the drag queen Willem, um, she has a, she got like an outfit made for her from an Ikea bag, but it's like, it's really like this, like, oops, it's like a skirt and a top. And she's literally, they've made the Ikea thing into like almost like a harness, like straps for it. It's a really cool look. I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you after this, I but that. I really appreciate it. Anyway, um, we that's kind of how we end the day it's like taste is bleeding and lawrence is 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 in trouble and then we come back into the workroom for elimination day and this was kind of a quick uh this was kind of a little bit of a shorter segment wasn't it um but basically taste is talking through her look i can't remember who to maybe a horror and she's kind of saying like oh i think it was lawrence i don't know it doesn't matter and she's kind of saying um like, oh, I've got all of up, up here sorted, but I don't really have anything. I think someone's like, oh, what are you going to wear underneath it? And she's like, oh, I'm not really sure. I'm just going to like, she's like, I think I'm just going to make a thong from this and holds up like a strip of Brillo pad. And I was like, oh my God, I know you pad your like whole lower section. So you're not genuinely sticking a Brillo pad like up your asshole, but like still that, it felt very chafy. <laughs> yeah, it's like you've already cut up your hands. You don't want to cut up down there either. Yeah. You like know? scrub your taint away. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now this is a classic example of of earlier how you're like, oh, I feel disgusted and reviled about what you just said, and now you've just used the phrase "scrub your taint away." Yep, oh, Prudence McPrude is gone, and Fraser's back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, meanwhile, Lawrence is um, he's worried, isn't he? He's he's panicking that she's not going to finish. Um, yeah, they show they show done. They show her, um, her outfit like in pieces all over the floor. And it genuinely, I was getting the Project Runway anxiety where she's like, I'm actually just not going to have time to put it together. And that's the thing with Lawrence is you, you know, I was really panicking for her at that point because it's that thing of she has the skill and she has the idea and she's got it already. But like, she genuinely looked like she was not going to have the time to like sew it all together. But luckily that was a misdirect. Yeah. Um, I have to say the workroom at this point is a fucking mess, isn't it? There's <laughs> shit really is. everywhere. <laughs> right, oh bloody mess. It reminds me when I was uh when I was at school, I would take um uh the paper guillotine home for my art projects and then my my room would just get covered in like bits of paper and print sticks and glue and you'd walk around and you'd get a bit of foil stuck to you and then a bit of glitter and then a post-it note very much that did you did you have a similar similar thing at school (laughs) well we had to do we had to do um like these giant well very quickly my design challenge one year was um i made um a giant um uh, cloak inspired by david bowie's look in labyrinth and you had, you had to well first of all you had to do like a design pitch on these giant sheets of paper to show your inspiration and what your final look was going to be and then you had to construct the final look I've basically done, I've basically done drag race essentially. And then so I constructed this giant cloak and it had chicken wire in the, the Ooh. neck bit, in the collar. So it had a giant asymmetric collar that went out and um, it was lined with red. The outside was black velvet. Um, <gasps> and then it had sequins all at the bottom and then slowly fading and going up. There was a giant red feather. There was a chain that hooked the, the, the cloak onto you and at the end of the chain was a giant old antique key that i found when we moved house Ooh. Um, 
It's pretty good. You better work, you queer. <laughs> you, fucking, you fucking queer. That sounds great. So I basically just, I, I loved, loved doing art, but I also knew I could get an A in it at school. So I was like, I'm just going to do this. So I would spend hours. In fact, when I wasn't taking it home, doing it home, I would stay in the art classroom and stay late so much so that I became friends with the cleaner at school because it was just me and her in the art room, just staying there late. And I was like glue gunning things. And she was like, I don't know, mopping up some paint in the corner. Wow. Well, as, and as you well know, my version of that is I decided to do food technology for my, um, <laughs> my kind of, for my arts, my arts GCSE. And I got a D uh, because I didn't study for my exam and it was all about like, chemicals in food and i was like oh i didn't study so i actually got a d uh which no. actually kind of goes in with life because i can't cook and i hate and i hate food okay so let's move on um there's a little bit of like shade backwards and forwards with a horror kind of saying asking sister if she's taken raven's advice for covering up her beard and there's there's just like a bad like sister's like oh too bad there's no makeup for no personality it, it didn't it didn't work this it was no, weak. not good Weak not, not good. We'll give we'll give that a D, much like your food tech. Um, and then we have a kind of lovely moment between sister and Lawrence. Yeah. So this is, I would say, this is like the meat of the elimination day, elimination day pre main stage. Um, sister's asking Lawrence, "How long have you been sewing? You know, were you the weird kid at school?" And this is a moment where Lawrence, I think, in general, in this episode, I really appreciate Lawrence all the way throughout and throughout this, but he's, he's much lower energy. And I don't mean that in like a, like, Oh, he's boring, low energy. He's just, he's very, he's, he feels very authentic throughout yeah. all of this. He's not, he's not he's doing talking. his like shtick. Exactly. That's exactly it, babes. He's not sticking around. Mm. Um, so Lawrence here really opens up about being bullied. Um, and there's this heartbreaking moment in his confessional interview where he says, you know, when you just walk in a room and people start laughing at you, what are you meant to do? And he is just very quietly crying. It's um, horrible. Oh, it's so horrible. But then the way they start, yeah, yeah. Lawrence also says that someone threw a, a Bible at her at school. And then there's this moment where after she's talking about this, she starts to talk in a like, I just, I had to, I had to sort of get strong and work out how to deal with it. So he says, yeah, someone threw a Bible at me at school. So I threw it back and I yelled, this is the second coming. And she became like the, the funniest kid in school for two weeks. So I love how she's, she's basically telling this story, how it's incredibly sad, but then she worked out a way to deal with it and to get stronger. So yeah. I just, it felt like such an, an amazing, I felt like I, I felt like I got taken on a journey, babes. Yeah, it was right. Lawrence very well very well crafted moment as well like tv wise as well just really nicely done and it kind of i actually got like really furious in my head because it made me think about like you know i'm not gonna get too personal but it made me think about when people were like mean to me at school and i was just like i was like sure good for her for like fucking i was like i got really like aspirational in my head of like god if i could go back in a time machine but then it all got it all started devolving in my head because i was thinking about this time that someone like made a gay slur against me in a maths class and i was like I was like, oh, what would I, if I could go back in time and like, you know, sass him back. And then in my head, I imagined just lunging at him across the desk and like, and, you know, being violent. I was like, well, that's not really, that's not really what Lawrence is telling me to do. <laughs> in my what back to you- the future, my back to the future moments, just me like really just hitting people in the face for being mean to me. <laughs> would you lunge across the desk using, what is it called? A protractor? Remember that metal thing? <laughs> yeah, I would use them like, like kind of throwing stars. <laughs> throw a couple of them at him first and then just i just really like the idea of going back in time being in my body my meek little body and me suddenly just being like 
what what the fuck did you just say <laughs> like pushing him right yeah. to the ground oh well if i ever get to go back in time that's what i'll do is just beat everyone up that was mean to me okay so is that we go where to you're gonna stage? go is that is that your dream place to go back and in time back in time to yeah just just norfolk in 1997 just to really get my revenge on everyone <laughs> like google it and shut up <laughs> everyone's like what's google and you're like oh shit this catchphrase doesn't work in this time damn it yeah i I think i'll really mess up this space-time continuum by mentioning all the wrong things anyway (laughs) and then you'd get back then you'd get back to present day and you've accidentally like mucked something up in the space-time continuum (laughs) and you get back and you're like oh shit like you get back to present day and it's just all desert robots have taken over the world skynet (laughs) skynet activated earlier and we're now living in the (laughs) the robot future that's right you leave you leave your iphone back in 1997 (laughs) and then the robots get it and it gets too advanced because i know you babes like you got your new iphone recently and you keep on dropping it so you drop it back in north 1997 stop calling out all the things that i'm doing wrong it's awful i have dropped my phone actually since, <laughs> since i saw you last i actually have dropped it again <laughs> just just so our listeners know when fraser and i were hanging out the other week he was like oh i've got the new iphone I've got the new iphone while we were together that day he dropped it four times four times <sighs> listen guys that's me that's just me <laughs> What can I say? I'm like a rom-com heroine. I'm just like clumsy and misunderstood. You know, I'm just I'm always, mucking up that mucking up that space-time continuum. What yeah, you like? I'm always going into a you know a meeting in my office, holding a big tray of coffees, and then I bump into a handsome man and knock all the coffees onto myself, and then him, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "God, you're mean. I don't like you." I'm never going to like you. What, we have to work together on the new project? Oh, how annoying. He's so mean. And then it's like, kiss me under the good twilight. Arlene. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <sighs> okay, we're about to go to the main stage. But before we do that, let's take a break. See you after this. Okay. okay. Main stage. Do you know what? I've, I've briefed the lighting team. I've got sound involved. The stage has been swept. Shall we get to it? We're going to talk oh. about Rue's look. Oh, it's, I felt like it was from the, the RuPaul like classic collection. You know, it was like, oh yeah, of course. Of course. Everything, oh. she looked breathtaking. 100% agree. It was just, it, it, it couldn't have been more Rue in many ways. Yeah. Quintessential quintessentially rue the new fragrance she should take that and she probably will hear that and take that because if anyone knows about fucking branding it's that bitch mm. so uh on the panel this week we've got michelle and graham graham uh, g-r-a-m graham graham um they're both imprinted blazers and then we've got special guest judge tv marvel maya jama now i think I don't know about you, but I left the UK. It sounds like I left and have never been back. I left the UK in 2015. She wasn't quite a thing yet. She's, what is your she's understanding been, of her? I feel like she's been floating around in the, in the background for quite some time. She's always, she's always been on any shows I've worked on. She's always on lists. Um, but yeah, she's oh, definitely, yeah. she's definitely kind of popped and become a bit more of a thing in the past few years. I do like her. I really like her name, Maya Jama. It's really satisfying to say. It's, it's strong, solid. Um, she looked, I, I, I liked her. Yeah, she was, she was in good form. I agree. I think she, and I'm, listeners, I'm just absolutely making this up, but I think she's a, like a Radio 1 DJ in the UK, BBC Radio 1 DJ, maybe? 
Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like she also hosted like the Mobo Awards last year or the year before or something like that. She's, she's like a very, a real like go-to host back in the UK right now, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm just, again, doing a quick... Google it, Google it and shut up. Oh, she also hosted True Love or True Lies for MTV UK, which I've watched every episode, I have to say. Anyway. Oh. As Fraser said, Google it and shut up, okay? Let's <laughs> get to these looks. So, the category oh. is... What, what, babes? What? No, um, I was going to just say they did something slightly different this time, which is yes. we were getting a... Uh, so, yeah, sorry, as you were going to say, the category is lockdown super heroes but they were doing this like fun little skit where each girl would come out in their kind of boy look in their lockdown look and then spin around and become like wonder woman style and become the super shero and i just i just wanted to say that i like that little kind of that little kind of moment that happened okay yeah i completely agree they the queens trot out one by one and they're in their kind of like oh they're slouchy comfies they're in their comfies that they would have worn during lockdown and then they spin around and they turn into their super shiro so first up is tace mm. um out she trots and then she does her spin and she is wearing her brillo pad look so she's expoliana this... bolt oh yes so she her, is her super shiro name yeah, so she's got her Brillo pads all that she's kind of teased out and she's wearing a bodice with them and she's done these big arm things with them. She's wearing a short wig. Um, and yeah, she is very, um, <clears throat> she's very gr- groin forward in this look, yeah. I would say. Very crotchy. Mm, very, very crotchy. Very crotchy. And I think crotchy <laughs> and scratchy. I think at one point, I think it's Maya Jammer. She's just like, oh, that looks like it would really rub your shit right away. She says something really like coarse like that, that I love. She's like, oh, that would, it's going to rub your shit right off. <laughs> it's a sh- it- this looks a shame because it, there are elements of it that are really cool. Yeah. It has real potential, especially if you, if she's standing still and you just saw her from like ch- mid chest upwards, it's like gorgeous. Cause it's all kind of like f- frothy and like kind of like almost cloud like, but that really nice color and her makeup and that wig, like she looked stunning, like facially and hairily, but like, yeah, just from kind of like shoulder up, it looked stunning. It's just when you got to the, yeah, that like strange, there just wasn't enough. It, I feel like she could, if there had been like a full like pair of like underwear made of that, it would have looked more solid, but it just looked a bit like just a bit kind of sad, that little kind of crotch Brillo pad moment. It just wasn't thick yeah. enough. Do you know what I mean? Like too thin. And also at the end, at the end she does a, a, a really great, I mean, she does really sell it physically and she, and yeah. does this great jump at the end, like a jump and kind of twirl, but pop, some of the Brillo pads come off. Yeah. They just, they just <laughs> pop off. Right. Next up, we have Lawrence Cheney. Um, I love Lawrence's boy look here. Kind of like really slumps out, and his hair is <laughs> teased out like he's a like he's a mad scientist. Um, <laughs> and he is Lawrence of Chenia, and his mission is <laughs> to tickle your funny bone. So her look is, as we talked about it before, it's that blue IKEA bag material, and it's got lots of orange accessories and straps. Now the color palette, everyone. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's very much a can of iron brew. Mm. What is an iron brew? I hear you ask. It is a Scottish soda. It's a Scottish fizzy drink um, <laughs> that is bright orange and is incredibly sweet. It kind of tastes like cops, cough syrup. And it, Oh, I it, love, I love iron do brew. Do you? I didn't know that. Yeah, I love it. 
I absolutely love she it. Loves, she oh, loves Iron, I think it's delicious. She loves Iron Brew, but she hates Scotland, refuses to go there. Um, the, well, luckily they, luckily they export it to, um, to England. So I never have to cross Hadrian's Wall to get Iron Brew. <laughs> Um, and Hadrian's Wall mentioned again. The can of, the can of Iron Brew it, it is these two colours. It's bright orange and bright blue. Famously, for a very long time, Iron Brew outsold Coca-Cola as the favourite um, fizzy fizzy drink in Scotland, but I don't think that's anymore. Anyway, it's incredibly wow. Scottish. And I noticed in Lawrence's um, Instagram page, a lot of people were like, oh, you're the next Iron Brew queen and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I thought she looked great. I really liked her outfit, actually. I thought it was like, it really, cause she had those like orange feather dusters and I, th- I thought it looked really well done and she looked great. It wasn't like mind blowingly exciting, but like I thought it just looked really professionally put together. And actually, yeah, we were saying before she took, uh, Raven's advice and switched up the kind of eye makeup. And I, yeah, I thought she looked like younger and kind of softer because she said herself that she normally paints herself as a 40 year old. 43-year-old MILF, I think, was how she described herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was very well, not my fave, but it looked well-constructed, well-conceived, I'm on board. Next up. Yeah, she did a good um, she did a good runway presentation as well, I'd well, say. Classic, Lots of, like, feather duster. Classic Lawrence. Classic, like, feather duster yeah. and, like, smelling his armpit and all that kind of stuff. Babes, who do we have next? Oh, so Ahura did a, actually, Ahura did a great, like, character when she was coming out of her, like, lockdown self. She was, like, sort of slumped over and she did, like, a great reveal with a rolling pin. <laughs> um, and then, oh, and then she span around and she was in that kind of blue plastic, kind of Dilophosaurus, Jurassic Park Dilophosaurus kind of puffed sleeve that she could, like, pop up like a, um, like a dragon. And, uh, she, yeah, it's kind of big plastic ruffle sleeves and then the controversial, you know, blue glitter mask which there's been a lot of controversy online about saying that she uh stole sister sister's kind of trademark look which is that blue mouth with the the red lips inside of it but we'll get to that in a second but basically um she's saying that she's called covid 19 and her whole look is based on the kind of blue for the nhs and her special power is clapbacks which relates to that whole clap for your carers thing that, that was mostly done in the uk um it was just i thought that was a very well thought out concept it wasn't like the most funny but it was well thought out and also she she looked amazing okay i think the word she used to describe her concept felt very shoe shoehorned in i'm like blue for the nhs sure clap sure fine whatever all that matters is she looked fucking amazing like i it, yeah. it was one of those moments where much like the judging panel she comes around the corner she turns into to this gorgeous creature she puts out her her elbows and reveals the full outfit and i genuinely went oh <gasps> She looked so yeah. good. I yeah, I gasped like, hang on, bear with me, stick with me on this one. Oh. I gasped like Dennis Nedry when the Dilophosaurus puffed its like big fan thing out and spat acid in his face. That's what I felt like. Cool. Hello. Don't you dare leave me hanging on a Jurassic Park reference, you bastard. I know you love that <laughs> reference. How dare you do that to me? Uh, you absolutely, you fucking, you fucking snake. Do you know, How dare do you? Know you? something horrible we used to do when we were teenagers like in our friendship group? If so, oh my God, it was so horrible. So if someone said something and you want to just really piss them off, they'd say something like, oh, um, I, it's such a nice, it's such a nice day today. It's, um, you know, it looks gorgeous outside. All in unison, you turn round to them and you slowly give them the thumbs up. And when you give them the thumbs up, you go, yeah, like that. 
oh that's horrible oh i could so imagine you fucking doing that as well <laughs> you nasty you nasty little boy i can imagine you doing that oh but, you... but again much like we were saying with our friendship so mean you would only do it to like our group of like six friends but so it's like we're right. all actually good friends with each other but we did get to the stage where we all came to an agreement we're like do you know what it actually makes us all feel really bad when we do it so we're going to stop doing it <laughs> You're like, do you know what? I'm at, you're actually, you've really hurt my feelings. It's like, oh, we should really discuss that as friends because that's not great. Anyway, did you, I'm just saying, I'm just real quick. Did you see the kind of online controversy about a horror stealing sister sisters? And this is meant to be like a, like a, oh, I'm getting you back for stealing my look. Well, but then I, a horror is literally like, it was a face mask. So get over it. Well, no, I, I didn't see that, but I have to say, as soon as she came out, I was like, oh, is this intentional? So it, it, for me, it looked like intentional. And then I thought, oh, they just didn't use it in the final episode. They didn't reference it, but, but maybe it'll yeah. come in the, you know, the aftermath at the top of next episode, but it was very sister, sister. Yeah. It, I, I, I think, I think whether she chose to do that or not as a thing, it did, it looked like it. And also it's one of those things where it's like, you can't, it was a design challenge. So you can't claim that you came with the look and came with the idea beforehand. So it's kind of a tough one to, uh, to try and defend but she has been all over the internet and i you know i love a horror so i was just like sure but also she kind of said and i think that everyone it's one of those things where everyone kind of chipped in they were like everyone just calm down whether she did it whether she didn't just like chill out it's fine yeah <laughs> it's, it's just drag like everyone's having a good time let's not like do death threats to people because that's fucking bullshit you can only you're only allowed to do death threats to your your good friends that's what we've essentially been alluding to in this podcast. Like Fraser and I can give each other death threats, but you can't do. It yeah, we can. We can. Te- we can text each other death threats, <laughs> and, and we do. Oh, producer! Speaking of death threats, producer Breeze just texted us a, a picture to our our text chain, and it's uh, it's Ellie Diamond and Tia Coffey are on like an Instagram live together, and uh, Tia's done uh, sister sister's blue mouth. <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> And Ellie's Ellie's just inexplicably wearing Christmas like lights on her head. Lovely. Oh no, that's sister sister. She looks like Ellie in that picture. Because her hair's oh, a lot really blonder. Her la- hair's a lot blonder. She- oh, sister sister looks great in that picture. I thought she was Ellie. I thought she was twenty two. She looks awesome with those big white teeth. Good for her. Okay. Okay. So um, who's up next? Next up is Bimini. So Bimini comes out and is her character. Her super hero character is Doctor. Isabella blows a lot. Um, Vivian Westwood inspired printed dress, plunger at bottom. So Isabella blow, she was that um, very famous fashion creature, wasn't she? Isabella blow. Do you remember her? Anyway, this is no. very much a, um, a Vivian Westwood inspired look. She's taken that curtain and she's, she's done a, a not bad job of turning it into a dress and then she's put red paper underneath so it's got like a red liner and then she's wearing yeah structure structure she's got um wearing super high um black patent leather um boots which are very um vivian westwood runway when naomi campbell fell on the runway wearing vivian westwood boots it looks yes. very much like that um it, yeah it was very like very late 90s like early 2000s like mcqueen yeah all that kind of scene wasn't it mm-hmm. tell us more about that scene fraser uh uh oh uh google it and shut up <laughs> oh really trying to just set you up to fail there that would have been fun um so yeah <laughs> oh no we can't do it we can't do it um <laughs> So look, this look is is solid. It's not amazing. It's not shit. I have to say, as we mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, I think 
it, it really does look like she's wearing curtains because she is. And I think yeah. um, a queen who has more of a design skill or construction skill would have been able to elevate just a bit more. I really hated seeing yeah. that grommet, as you called it earlier, that that like hook <laughs> that you put when you put up some curtains. It, it just it made me just think of curtains. I didn't, I, I thought that she, considering where we started, which was that toilet roll holder falling off of those two sad palm leaves, I thought we, we went in a much better direction. But I also, I have to say, I did like her kind of alien, like her like thin brow and alien forehead and like big high alien, like 10 head with that like slicked back, mm-hmm. kind of dirty looking blonde hair. I, I liked that kind of look. I thought she looked really cool. Remind me earlier, earlier in the season when we did like a design challenge, what was it? Do you remember? I mean, we had that seven month lockdown, so I've forgotten everything. Do you remember? Because I'm just trying to think what Bimini mm. was like in earlier episodes when it came to construction. Can't remember. That's a great question. I can't remember anything. I can't remember. Who are you? What's your name? Not sure. I don't know. Is this is this Norfolk? <laughs> I think it's Fraser. Is this, <laughs> are we in Norfolk in 1997? Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe I hear the blues are calling <laughs> to salad and scrambled eggs. No, actually, you, you can't sing that. You can't sing that because well, as soon as you say those words, we have to pay a hundred grand to Kelsey Grammer. Do you not know that? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that's true. And I don't, I don't support him. I only support his ex-wife Camille Grammer of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fame. <laughs> anyway, who's up next? Ellie Diamond is next. She comes out as exuberant Ellie. Uh, she looks like a Ugh, candy. I hated that name. A Candyland queen. It's very, um, as producer Brie is written here, it's very Katy Perry with purple hair. I, here is my issue, babes. I just, I really, for someone who loves, I adore the color pink. It's my favorite color, but I love a hot pink. It just, this cutesy candy thing, it, this style really irks me. It just pisses me off. Mm. Um, yes, it's well constructed. There's like a shower curtain underneath. It just, I hate this cutesy thing. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was all really well made and she actually looked great in it. But I just feel like, do you know what it is? It's basically in season three, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, everyone listening, there was a, the, the candy ball, which was the, the ball challenge where they have to do like the multiple looks and, or maybe it's season four actually, cause it was Alaska. Yeah, it was season four or season five. Oh fuck. I'm really getting myself like all mixed up, but whatever it was, whatever the candy ball was and Alaska made like a, um, made like a, a corset with like candy floss and it, it that whole design challenge was all like candy and like sweets and this looked so much like that but wasn't that that i found it just too it just was too similar to that in my head so i just wasn't excited by it mm-hmm. so everything was great but i was just like yeah blah blah fine is how i felt even though technically it was very good i just wasn't there was nothing new or exciting about it. And I, I was really annoyed by her super shiro name, Exuberant Ellie. It really like irritated me. <laughs> that really irked me. And I, I couldn't, couldn't tell you why. I, I just, I was just stupid. I think, I, by I it. think I know why it's cause it's not, it's not really, really good, but it's not really, really shit. It's just somewhere yeah. a bit mediocre in, in between the two. Whereas if like, if yeah. Tia was still in the competition, she could do like a really, shit name and everyone would know that she's that's kind of her thing but ellie yeah. just a bit middle of the road yeah oh lord okay and next was oh oof oof my goof okay let's let's get to sister's look okay how do you describe this <laughs> now bearing in mind reminder listeners she's had 15 seconds head start in terms of getting all her materials so technically she should have one one leg up on everyone else 
her look, I think, is best described, I think, at one point, um, uh, Michelle says, feed me Seymour, in reference to Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> it is very much like if a part of the set from Little Shop of Horrors came to life. It's, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Look, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of fun. It's super yeah. silly. It's not awful, but it's just a, a it, I don't know. It needs a bit of refinement. Yeah, I think I think where she went hugely wrong, in my opinion, as a designer and a former Project Runway winner, et cetera, et cetera, I feel like the 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 base of the whole thing was off. That weird, like, one-legged kind of jumpsuit thing that she made was just really not great. I feel like if underneath had been, like, a super kind of snatched, like, bodysuit or, like, a a super, like, a high-end, tight kind of dress, something something really, like, tight and form-fitting and curvaceous underneath that and then with all like losing a couple of those big things and i don't know it just all needed like cleaning up or what about i do think that i do agree with what um what graham old 10 graham said um was about how like it was fun seeing her like beautiful face poking out from all of the bullshit i liked that and that was true i did like her makeup i thought that was nice yeah, her, and her wig with the like, flower petals on was really cute I, f- I felt like her head and that giant red flower were sort of competing with one another so i didn't know where to look yeah so i would either again as an award-winning designer i would either um have made my head the flower and then had like a giant leaf on my hand yeah or i would have made them both flowers and i would have at the end of the runway had a conversation my head with the flower that i'm holding up yeah it just it, very mm. Very like '90s McQueen in London. Do you know that scene? Yeah, you, I'll, I, you, I don't need to tell you about it because I know everything about it. Very '90s McQueen, vintage McQueen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. <laughs> so that was that was it, babes. Shall we get to the critiques? Now, I love this point in the competition yeah, where everyone gets critiqued. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I like, I like the way they, yeah. So we didn't have to deal with the safe, all that kind of safe bullshit. And basically, um, they, I like how Rue kind of said like, you know, last week I need you all to like step your shit up. And then she's like, and you did. Although I like the way she almost, you could almost see her being like, some of you did, but she, I think she was like, I better be nice after the H&M disaster. Mm. <laughs> after the, yeah, after the H&M debacle and the Tia, the Tia kind of pterodactyl look, she's like, oh, I better be nice. <laughs> Tia's pigeon. So, uh, yeah. So first up was uh, critiques of taste. So, um, Michelle quite rightly says, your hair, makeup, gorgeous, stunning, but the outfit is just not good enough. Yeah. The execution was way off. Michelle, and Michelle quite rightly says, you're a superstar and taste 100% is. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. Graham says, um, as we were talking about waist down you needed something else uh not just a, <laughs> not just wait a minute producer Bree's written a note here not just a scratchy gash no wait a minute not just a scratchy metal piece. okay well he said something like no, no. Wait, okay you babes you take it away no he, he said you need something else not just a scratchy gash okay which is basically him. So gash is a, a horrible slang word for vagina in the UK. Um, so he was saying that she had a scratchy That's gash. Right. That also made me laugh. I, that made Prudence McPrude laugh. So, you know. I think I, you know, as we were saying earlier, we agree with Graham and it feels like she needed <laughs> like a long, imagine if she had like a long flowing thing coming out behind her. So she walked on like a giant train or something. 
Yeah, she said that earlier on in the episode. She said that her plan was to have something flo- long and flowing to the ground. I think she made the top part and ran out of time to do anything on the bottom. Mm. I think she was. I think she had a plan to have like a big flowing train, and that would have looked really stunning. I really, really loved Maya Jama's comment here. You know, you've got a stunning face, <laughs> your hair and body, and, and says about Tase's look. I'd wear that to a Christmas party, but with a skirt. <laughs> She's she's not wrong. Like it actually, it, it would have looked nice with a skirt. And then yeah, Rue kind of just was like, "This is later on when they're critiquing outside of the, you know the girls on the stage." But she's like, "I knew she was in trouble when I did the work, the the walkroom, the walkroom. Oh my god, that's what I call it, the walkroom, the walkroom work through." She knew she was in trouble, and she should have like she should have changed it. But yeah, she didn't. Anyways, Lawrence of Virginia. Mm-hmm. So Michelle, <laughs> and as Michelle ever. kind of does. Well, she says as ever. Yeah, she does. Her, her classic. She's yeah. never a big fan of bodysuits, leotards, but this look has so many dimensions to it and it fits so well. That's the thing. As we saw it lying on the workroom floor earlier, it was constructed in pieces and sections. Like Lawrence knows what she's doing. Um, it fitted yeah. so well. Um, and, and uh, Michelle quite right says the the makeup is beautiful um and you've definitely taken on Raven's tips and she had which I thought I re- I I was like good girl Lawrence well done yeah smart smart move and then yeah Graham Graham and Maya Maya Jammer they kind of say the same thing they're just saying like you had a character it was funny and Graham's like I wasn't blown away by it but it, it all like solidly worked and I concur mm-hmm. she she was like a real she real like B plus Solid B solid plus student B plus, solid this week. B plus. Next yeah. up, uh, Hora. And uh, Michelle said, and actually I hadn't clocked this, but she's so right. Michelle said that Hora's looks very gaga. Uh, it, it yeah. was. Um, the structure's wonderful. Um, I think she said she was gobsmacked. Is that a phrase people use in the US? I'm not sure. Gobsmacked. Shut your gob. <laughs> Smacked in the gob. Shut your gob. <laughs> Google it and shut your gob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I liked, I liked what Graham said here when he's just like, if I could give you a standing ovation, I would. I'm not quite sure why he can't. Is that COVID rules that he can't stand up Co- in case he's exactly. coughing over that partition? Exactly. Because they've got partitions <laughs> beside them, but not above them. Once again, the queens can all go rummage around together in garbage to create looks, but Graham <laughs> cannot stand up just because of COVID. Yeah. And then he, yeah, he kind of, this is later on when they're not on stage, but he says like, you know, th- this was her moment to shine and she took it and she, she ran with it. They were basically across the board of horror is getting like A pluses. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why I'm suddenly doing a grading system. I don't like that. <laughs> back to school. Well, you're back in that maths, maths classroom, aren't you? Or someone said that gay oh, slur to you. Triggered against, actually, I'm not saying his name. <laughs> Let's n- do not give them a platform. Thank you very much, Frazier. <laughs> that motherfucker. That absolute motherfucker. I've actually heard, I've heard like, I've had talk of him since and people being of a friend of a friend of a friend of mine being like, Oh yeah, I spoke to him about, you know, all that stuff when he was mean to you at school. And you know, he's, he, he was like super sorry about it. I'm like, Oh great. Well, <laughs> I'm hoping he's got a great life and really thriving. Yeah. He's not, by the way, he can go fuck himself. Just leaving a gap there. That was just, that was just, to, that, I, I, that was to give him some space to go fuck himself. Just so we're all aware, just to make sure that he actually does. In fact, he, what I think for your drag character, cause I know your branding has really gone through the roof this week in this episode. I think you could also sell those metal protractor, protractors from maths to like stab your enemies with. <laughs> my, my protractor throwing stars. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you can really, you can really work out the angle that you're going to throw them at because it's a protractor. Get it? 
<laughs> Branding. Right, let's move okay, on. Okay, so Bimini Bond Bulash is up next. Um, Michelle said, love that that makeup. She in particular pointed out the those very thin eyebrows, which are sort of between the 1920s and the 1990s, those super plucked mm. eyebrows. Um, she said the hair wasn't love great. It. it was, the hair was almost, was almost, the hair, for me, the hair was almost great. It was just, yeah. it was long and super white and blonde, but it, it kind of looked half styled like she'd started looked a little matted exactly it's like you know she'd started to make Mm. it kind of crinkly and crispy but then hadn't gone the full way um anyway michelle also mentioned there's just so much fabric for someone so tiny i mean she is wearing some curtains so yeah yeah there is yeah yeah, Graham, Graham kind of agrees with that. He said that like you, cause Bimini's kind of saying like, oh, I didn't really have much fabric. And then I found this and Graham says that she kind of overcompensated and put a little too much in cause she couldn't, and also like, you couldn't see those heels and all that stuff. But you know, he kind of says, I appreciate overall that she didn't just glue gun something together. Like she still constructed something, which is, you know, as Rue kind of points out, like, you know, you should have seen what she had in the in the workroom. It was an abomination. Yes, yes. But, um, this is this is where like I like this is where Rue kind of says, "Oh, you know, your your reference points are very clear." And that's when Bimini says, "Yeah, my two favorite things are Vivian Westwood and Pamela Anderson." And the whole panel just goes, "Yes, look at you. That's you. That's really." <laughs> it was a great moment. Those are really cool reference like that. Hundred, I yeah. She she completely looks like her reference points in a great way, and also, and that's a really like original pairing exactly, as well. That's which exactly is what I was about to say. No one I feel like in the past has paired Vivian Westwood and Pamela. And oh no, wait a minute, hang on a minute, everyone, pause. Vivian Westwood and Pamela Anderson are good friends because they're both oh. climate activists, and Pamela has wor- walked for Westwood maybe in two thousand and ten. It was nine or ten mm. but gorge but, i love pamela anderson no but 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 equally visually and stylistically they feel of different worlds and that's why they wonderfully come together again that's just an extract from um the fashion ted talk that i do do so keep an eye out for that yeah do do being the operative word <laughs> i get it like poo <laughs> <laughs> right move on <laughs> ellie diamond or as <laughs> As, uh, as Rue's now calling her LED, which I do actually like that. I think she finally got her nickname and I prefer LED. I like yeah. that. So, um, yeah, they, I felt like all of their critiques, they were just all really, uh, really like gushing about Ellie's look. And I didn't personally agree with them, but yeah, Michelle's like, you know, you're very cute and you're, she quite rightly points out that her makeup as always is gorgeous. And they, she says her outfit hit all the details needed. I think it was fine. You know, Graham says it goes with your brand, love a brand. Um, and he thinks it looks like a look that she actually bought with her to Drag Race. And I kind of agree with that and think that maybe that's a negative. But, you know, Maya Jamma loved it. Ruth thinks she looks like a big, beautiful doll. Sure. Yeah. So they they all seem to like it. Fraser and I weren't weren't convinced. But do you know what? It wasn't the worst. So let's just move on. Let's just move on, everyone. Stop banging on about it. Yeah. Next up was Sister Sister. Now, Michelle quite rightly said, I love the way I'm saying quite rightly, as if to say, yes, Michelle, the words you said uh, are correct. Um, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judging this TV show you've been doing for 10,000 years, you know what you're talking about, girl. <laughs> Impressive. By the way, utter side note, but um, where I work, they did like a big online seminar thing and Michelle hosted it and it was live and Michelle was Ooh. phenomenal. Uh, like she, she's amazing just at live things were going wrong she was so professional but also just so funny and i was like oh imagine like your your online seminar from work 
forget about like your CEO or your boss. Imagine having Michelle do it. It was, it was a joke. <laughs> and anyway. she feels like she's always in control, doesn't she? Like you could, you're like, oh, she could handle it. Exactly. And even if she forgets your name, she might be like, well, okay, no, you good. No worries, sweetheart. You tell me, you tell me thing. You tell me your thing. Yeah. Yeah. She just, <laughs> anyway. Um, I think at one point all her dogs went crazy in the background as well, which was really enjoyable. <laughs> So Michelle says there's a lot happening here. Um, there, and underneath it all was a one-legged pantsuit that wasn't quite fitting. Um, she said that, yeah, well, something that we picked up as well, that your sister, sister's face looked adorable if you could find it. And it did. This is maybe the best, some of the best makeup she's done, maybe. Yeah, she looked beautiful. Mm. And yeah, and then Maya Jama. Um, whose name I can't stop thinking about that song that went, it was like a, like a nineties, like weird dance song. Anyway. So Maya Jama says, yeah, she's like, I love to see shape and body and it's kind of not really what's happening, but she did kind of say it's like fun and bright to look at. She kind of enjoyed it. And, you know, Graham, Graham himself said that he, he loved how demented it looked. And how it was just this kind of like beautiful face amongst all of this chaos, which he's kind of right about, but it was also bad. Yeah, he made a great comment. It's as if you're digging in the garden, you found a body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rue loved that one. Rue was like, she, I think I always, this, on this other podcast I listen to, they always talk about how if Rue likes a joke, she just, her head turns like three degrees to the left to actually look at the person. That's a sign that you've really made it. If Rue, if Rue could crank that whole mechanism like three degrees to the side, you've really tickled her funny bone. <laughs> oh, okay, so all the girls trot backstage, um, and they have a little chin wag, don't they, babes? Oh yeah, this is this is um, t- this is a lot of taste kind of complaining that the judges didn't see the amount of effort that went into a look because they're saying it did, wasn't elevated enough, and she kind of she slightly misunderstands the fact that just because she spent ages like doing the scrubbing brush thing like un- unraveling that doesn't mean it kind of you get the credit for that if the outfit doesn't work yeah right yeah completely completely but what, but what i will say is that when taste has like a to use a really great uk phrase when she has a face like a slapped ass <laughs> her kind of her like her sitting there being really pissed off is one of the most like stunning looks ever because she's got she's got such like a her face anyway is kind of very like high you know like high cheekbones and like kind of eyes that like go up and back she's got this very like this is a really weird way to describe it but she's got a face like a cartoon bomb has exploded in it you know like how it happened you remember when it used to happen to donald duck and his whole face was like up and back it's all very like high and like beautiful so she looks like that anyway and then she puts all this makeup on that's all like up and like i hate to use the word fierce but it is very fierce so her like yeah her like bitchy kind of angry face is one of the most like beautiful things i've ever seen it's like severe and severe in like that kind of stunning way does that make sense 100 she for me is if i was a pop star and i had a song that was kind of really sexy and sultry and i wanted a music video with an, an utter gorgeous muse in it who's like slinking in in and out of the shadows but could also beat you up like i feel like she's the mm. gal for the job you know what i mean yeah and, and with that short wig on, she's very like, she looks very kind of like 90s, like she could have been in like SWV mm-hmm. or like, uh, you know, on Vogue, like early days on Vogue in the video or like salt and pepper. It's really kind of that whole style and look looks really good. I mean, I'm, anyway, I'm, she's I'm clearly, by the way, I'm clearly going to Grace Jones in this, but how amazing would taste be as a Bond girl? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, a, mod- a modern day yeah. Welsh Bond girl. 
taste. Oh, yeah, sure. They need to, we need to get to the, isn't it the broccoli people out there? Last name's broccoli that look after the the bond. Barbara, Albert Albert and and Barbara broccoli. (laughs) Well, let's get on the horn to the broccolis and and let them know. Um, Al and and Yeah, Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of those like reality, reality TV, like shing, ding moments in this bit because ellie's like oh i really want ellie kind of butts in and kind of says like oh you know i think i'm gonna win i, I feel great and then there's a lot of like <gasps> reaction shots and like people being like and all different kind of things like that and then you know uh basically taste is like well i'm lip syncing and then sister's like well i think i'm lip syncing too and you know that's just a, the, the usual kind of back and forth in this moment um and what was it? Lawrence said that sister's look is, <laughs> we got like a note here being like, what's happening? And it's a Lawrence's sister's look is a bit in the night garden. So in the night garden, I only know what that is because I have friends with children. It's a CBB's children's show, which is these like weird animated characters that live in this, like in a garden basically. And they're all like flowers that come to life, I think, or like some little creatures that live in a garden. And actually it's a very good point. It does actually look like it could be from that cartoon mm. or whatever it is. Do you remember, did you mm-hmm. ever watch the kid Bill and Ben, the flower pot men? Yeah, of course. Yeah, with weed. <laughs> anyway, that's just another side note. Um, God, we're old. How, by the way, okay, when you're watching the show at this point, who did mm. you think was going to be in the bottom two? Well, I was, me and Teddy were doing like live texting during this and we were convinced that the bottom two was going to be um, Tace and Bimmy. I agree. That's exactly who I thought because... Sister's yeah. look, I mean, it was all over the place, but it was also kind of genius as, as Graham was pointing it, yeah. out. It got, it got, a, it got like a negative yet very like funny reaction. Whereas I felt like Bimini's critique was all quite harsh or quite bad. It, it, I definitely felt like Bimini is like dodged a bullet this week for sh- for sure. Like it didn't. Yeah. And they didn't even talk to her in the, in this little kind of kiki moment. They, she, she didn't really say much. She kept pretty quiet, didn't she? It was all really focused on sister and them um, and taste. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that they, they also seem to make that same decision, but I don't know. Anywho, we should get on to the oh, yeah. eliminasi. Oh, oh quickly. sorry, babes. What have you got? What have you got for me? What, one more little thing? Quickly, quickly. It was just that slightly strange moment where basically Ellie brought up that last week, every single person said that she was like the next to go home. And uh, she, apart from, I think, Bimini. And she's like, and do you all still think that? And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really like, they're all like, you're, you're still not really like impressing us. And everyone's like, Ooh. I think it's sister that's like, yeah, to be honest with you, Ellie, like I thought you were going to be in the bottom two with your outfit. And I was like, kind of agree kind of agree with sister I, on that I one feel, i feel a bit bad for sister here because i feel like she's being gaslit by by the show and by everyone yeah. it, her, her look was impressive it just it, it yeah. was, wasn't it, sister actually sister's a bit like crystal when i saw them do their instagram live this week crystal from uk season one one of our friends hey babes they're both they're both kind of cookie and slightly in their own world and have their own influences that aren't super super mainstream and i think contestants in the show who aren't super super mainstream say think of like a priyanka and drag race canada unless you're super mainstream you, you don't necessarily succeed or, or win or get that mm. far and i think a crystal and a sister sister suffer from that and i'm using the term suffer you know in quotation marks thoughts yeah no i i agree and i think a lot of the like like blowback of the hate that she's getting is because she's not 
she's she's like she can feel that everyone's trying to gaslight her on that show and she's kind of like when especially when she came back after the lockdown thing she came back with like an attitude of being like no i'm great and i'm not gonna have anyone tell me otherwise and a lot of people are taking that as like oh she's this she's that and it's like no 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 she just has self-confidence so that's not something you should be criticizing someone for agreed it just the whole thing the whole thing just drives me so nuts it's like like i said you should just have fun and text your friends nasty things if that's what you want to do but like it's a TV show and everyone needs to just calm the fuck down. Mm. So the elimination, the winner quite rightly was a horror. So she got her, her Rupita badge and she finally got her like design challenge kind of accolade. And then yeah, safe was Ellie, uh, Lawrence, uh, Ellie Bimini and Lawrence, even the order that they called this in was strange. I thought it could, they made it seem like Lawrence was almost in the bottom <laughs> too. And I feel like it should have been like safe was Ellie and Lawrence. And then, I would have been way more tense and on edge if Bimini, if it had been like, yeah, Bimini, sister and taste standing there. I'd been like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, bottom two was taste uh, and sister, sister, and they are lip syncing <laughs> to uh, UK, <laughs> to the song by the UK redheaded Chanteuse, Jess Glynn. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> the uh the se- the se- what's that restaurant the sexy fish yes, uh yes. <laughs> banned from sexy fish jess glenn so, so just to, to to let our listeners know i think last year or maybe when i think when london like reopened just for that summer last year um that didn't go so well sorry everyone um jess tried to go to like a fancy um restaurant called sexy fish in like knightsbridge or super fancy part of london i think she's wearing like jeans and a top and they they refused her she was, no she was wearing like joggers she was oh, okay. wearing, she had like a real streetwear look on but like she looked good but it was like a a high-end streetwear look and they were like you can't come into sexy fish you ragamuffin <laughs> <laughs> jess glenn uk shanties jess glenn they didn't know it was her she should have been like excuse me i've released multiple radio friendly you know mediocre records that people like so i I deserve that recognition and my table at Sexy Fish. Thank you very much. Also, 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 <laughs> a restaurant called Sexy Fish. I look, I love fish. <laughs> One of my favorite kinds of foods. Are six, or six, are fish ever sexy? I, I, I'm going with no. <laughs> Maybe like an oyster. Oh, the sexy oyster. <laughs> That's sexy. Sexy oyster I would okay. accept, but not sexy fish. Exactly. <laughs> sexy cod. Sexy, sexy haddock. Sexy haddock. <laughs> Sexy halibut. <laughs> sexy prawn. Sexy shrimp. Oh, that's a really good phrase. Oh, I'll tell you what, they're right. Sexy shrimp. I quite like sexy that. shrimp. Yeah, no, that's a lo- lovely little combination. Sexy I like shrimp. that. Okay, fine. Okay. Let's, from now on, we'll refer to people as sexy shrimps if we want to, okay? <laughs> one of my friends, one of my friends, Amy, she used to have this dress that was kind of uh, a lobster pink sort of color. Um, and whenever Ooh. she wore it, her boyfriend at the time said that she looked like she looked like a giant king prawn whenever she wore it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I'm going to not name any names in this story because it's very incriminating. But at university, you know how you just have lots of time and you talk about absolutely everything. <laughs> we decided we decided to um, give our nipple colors names from like a paint chart. So mine were my nipple color was dusty rose, mm. and then my friend who will re- remain nameless, she just went. Mine just looked like she said like, mine just looked like prawn colored, so we just called her prawn nips. <laughs> prawn nips, dusty dusty rose and prawn nips, <laughs> really really good. <laughs> just speaking of which, what would you say yours are? Wait, yours I'm having a scale. look. Have a yeah, have a look. Mine is mine is still dusty rose. I'm just looking at them now. Very like a dark pink because of my coloring. 
like a like a rud like a ruddy brown like a <laughs> I don't think they'd call it ruddy brown on the paint chart. <laughs> right, they wouldn't call it ruddy brown because they're they're definitely brown, but they're definitely a little bit pinky. So I'm going with ruddy brown. I think it's pretty good. Let's call it rustic brown. Rustic, but you, rustic brown. Oh, what about yeah. rusty? Rusty brown. Okay, rusty brown. <laughs> no, I like ruddy. I like ruddy brown. So you do not. All right. Do not dare name my nips for me. Thank you very much. I will never would. I, I'm not a bouncer at Sexy Fish. I would never deny <laughs> okay. you that. Okay. Okay. So this lip sync is pretty. Uh, is pretty fun. I, I thought that uh, taste was absolutely like a. a, a I, again, I hate to use this word, but it was a fierce performance by taste. Like it's the only word you can really do it. Just her face. It's so like severe and fierce that you can't help but I feel like even if she just like walked around and didn't put any effort in, she'd look amazing. She, her like body and her face is just so like entrancing, isn't it? She's, she's a very, very good mover as well. And the thing with, um, sister is her outfit is a bit ill fitting and, um, she's, sister's got like a, she's more, she's a slightly goofier when mover like her moves are slightly goofy but they're not goofy played for comedy in the same way that lawrence might do so unfortunately she falls slightly in between two worlds when she's performing here Mm. whereas as you pointed out tace is just i mean she's like she's like the human equivalent of a lightning bolt in every in in her look and her movement so it's super hard to compete with her I thought, I, I thought she felt like a thoroughbred racehorse, just like, just like trotting, like just prancing around doing like dressage, just like just really strong and like, yeah, just like trot, trotting over here, trotting over there, cantering around, jumping. She just felt like it, she was on pure top form. And unfortunately, I think because sister's outfit was so busy, you were kind of, you were losing her face. And for a lip sync, you need to be able to kind of see the face. And I actually do think there were, I'm not sure if it was just like a connection issue or my wow presents thing I was watching, but taste definitely was doing a bit of like, you know, uh, what was that? Like rhubarb rhubarb when you were in a school play, mm. she was rhubarbing f- uh, through some of those lyrics. I was kind of like, Hmm, someone's not so familiar with Jess Glynn's back catalog. I also think that taste <laughs> has that thing when she performs and moves, she I mean, she's so entrancing to look at. She has that thing where she's not always moving. Sometimes she'll just stand there and just do a slight tiny movement with the shoulder. And you're like, you cannot stop looking at her. Yeah. Or someone like sister's constantly moving and trying to get a little bit of attention. So yeah. it's just so hard to compete. And she also tastes as a beautiful thing where she sort of bends very slowly over backwards, very yeah. slowly. She's just so exquisite in her movement. And then at the end, I love her drop to the floor. It's not like a clang yeah. it's just a i'm going down now and i've done it she like lightly crumpled exactly. didn't she? but like in a beautiful it's way like if you dropped <laughs> if you dropped from a height just like a long length of silk and you just dropped it and it yeah. just very kind of went, <laughs> yeah in- instead of a crumpled piece of paper it was like a crumpled piece of like high-end you know really thick stock paper like stationery <laughs> from like an expensive hotel <laughs> <laughs> what they just gently crumpled to the ground just, it just kind of floats down and lands beautifully yeah this is this is apropos of kind of nothing, but how amazing would it be? I would like I would pay lots of money to see Tace fully in the exact same outfit do Queen of the Night from the Bodyguard. I feel like she could do like that song would really suit her. I think if she if she um hooked up um with Ahora and Ahora helped her do some sort of like metal plates and a few different like yeah l- like get Ahora to throw that outfit together for her. Oh, imagine her doing Queen of the Night. I got the stuff that you want. I think that would. Oh, she's really like she's got the she's got the intensity for Queen of the Night. Yeah. She was the queen of the night tonight because she was told that she was going to stay. 
Segway. And sister, sister is told to sashay away. I mean, not hugely surprising once we got into this lip sync. So, um, sister, sister, um, I was going to say trots. She doesn't trot. She's sort of like clumps to the back of the stage because she's still got that whole set dressing little shop of horrors on her back. So she gets to the back of the stage and sister says, Oh, before I go, uh, this reminds me of some really solid advice that my nan gave me. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't great. No, she, she went out with a whimper, unfortunately. It was not a great leaving line, but I don't know. I, I'm, I, just you know i was kind of like oh i'm ready for sister sister to go but then i saw all that stuff online and i kind of it definitely softened my um my feeling of like righteousness that it was her time to leave i was like it was but also everyone let's just take a take a breath and not be like absolute c words about it i agree i think she again just put her in the similar camp to crystal if she in the right stage and the right audience, the right environment, she could completely shine. So if she was at a more yeah. alt alternative drag night, much like Crystal's Mariah and Friends in East London, it, she's perfect for that. She's just, she's yeah, not, she's, she's just not, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, she's not super mainstream. She's not for the show. She's not for the show. She's not super yeah. mainstream or commercial. And that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. And that's why she's going, I think she's going to flourish. She's going to flourish off of the show for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was, oh, that was what, a, what an episode it was. I have to say, Ben, and that's, I don't want to end in a downer, but these last two weeks after the, the height of that seven month lockdown and, and return, these last two weeks have been very solid, but they haven't, I feel like we're at a slight plateau and I'm hoping that we yeah. shoot back up to the stars for these final episodes. I know what you're saying. It felt like we had to kind of get some equilibrium back. And also I feel like Snatch Game always is like such a, a difficult one to watch that it kind of, Although, speaking of difficult to watch, previews for next week, a comedy challenge, like a stand-up challenge. Oof, ma, goof. Let me just tell you something. You know how I've said that I, I, like, when I'm not watching the show for this, I sometimes mute, I, I hit the mute button when it's cringy, when someone's, like, bombing, because I can't handle seeing someone fail. It makes me feel awful for them, and I can't deal with it. It makes me very anxious. The comedy challenges where they do stand-up, I'm, I'm muting that stuff. Like every other, you know, every other performer, I'll maybe be able to watch like one person, the most successful person. Everyone else, I can't watch it. I can't watch someone do a joke and no one laugh. It's too bad. Mm, I do think. I mean, I'm going to have to not mute it because I'm a journalist, but you know. Prediction wise, I mean, Lawrence should, should absolutely storm yeah, this, this comedy challenge. I think this, this is, is Lawrence. Yeah. I think this is Lawrence getting back to the top. As we've seen in previous weeks, I think Bimini's got a very strong chance of being good at a comedy challenge. Now, yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't overlook a horror in this situation. Yes, agreed. I think, I think we're looking at a taste and a taste and Ellie in a in in a, in danger mm, next week for a comedy challenge. Yeah, I'm really worried about Ellie. I'm, I've, I'm really worried about Ellie. I don't know if she's going to be able to cope with this. I agree because I also think Ellie's the kind of person who might say something and think it's funny and not understand why people don't laugh. Yeah, she's. She, I've got that like horrible prediction that she's going to do that thing where it's, she's going to be like, "I'll just go really super blue and that'll make people laugh." And it, I'm worried she's going to do like a. It's happened to other queens on other comedy challenges before where they've just like gone super blue and super sweary because they're not funny and they're like, "Oh, I know, I'll just be like really disgusting and people think disgusting's funny." And then they say it and it's like, "Oh, clang, clang, clang," and it's just, I'm not ready for the clangers of, of next week. Mm, well, that's next week. 
Babes, before we yeah. go, Drag Race season thirteen, the oh. US. Now I'm not up to fuming. Speed. I'm I'm there from last week. Fuming because we'll tell you what I'm f- fuming no. about, babes. I'll tell you what I'm fuming about, babes, is the fact that I can't bloody watch it on Amazon on a Friday night, even though I've paid for it. I have to. Well, have to, I'll tell you tell what. what. You're, you're not behind a week anymore because they they absolutely screwed us last night and aired the fucking lockdown COVID episode. And they didn't air that. They didn't do what the UK one did and just like air that as a side project where you could watch the main episode. There was no main episode of Drag Race this week. It was just the, just the COVID episode. Oh. I'm not watching that. Oh, I appreciate what they're saying. And, and, you know, like hats off to everyone for working in difficult working conditions and stuff. But I need, I, I need what UK Drag Race did. I need them to disappear and come back. And then we can choose if we want to watch that COVID episode. Fine. But. Don't replace the main episode with it. I was fuming. I wonder though if that's just. I was fuming. Fuming. I wonder if that's just a very, <laughs> like a very affordable way just to eke out another episode and to keep it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I think that's what they're doing, but I just think it's a real mistake because this season's already kind of getting known for being the season when nothing's, no one's going home and nothing's happening. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, <laughs> it's becoming, I think it's, it, like each season has its own kind of marker. And I think this is that weird season of like, how many episodes did you watch where no one went home and then two people were saved and, you know, now we're looking at just a week where just no episode happened. It's like, I know it's, it's odd. a lot of, there's so many it's, gifts and memes and things going around online where it's like drag race UK over um drag race us people are loving drag race uk yeah let's just quickly talk about last yeah. week's episode babes now remind me what the hell happened last week in drag race uk season oh it was the oh yeah so last week uh, there the, was the rusical it was the social media rusical so Oof. it was all about rose it was all about rose like reaching the the pinnacle the apex of her her kind of drag race journey um which is tough because i do like rose but she's 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 a she's a tough one to uh to get behind she's she's a she's a hard one to love she is she's got a strange she's got a, vibe she's got a, and a strange aura. she does have a funny vibe she's it, it, it's oh yeah it she's not it's lovable. very it's very focused yeah it's very focused and not like soft it's quite tough to get on board with and then um they basically that's when we had the double the double save where uh it was who uh who was it versus candy Oh God, I can't even remember. But all we know is that Candy was sent home. But do you know what, Candy? Candy, Candy, just hold up. <laughs> come back, come back. <laughs> Don't leave just yet. just yet. <laughs> so that means we've still got so many queens in this competition, haven't we? Yeah. It, it means that they have to, they have to do a double elimination to, I think to like fit enough queens into the episodes that they have, like for the order. It means that if you have a double save, it means you have to have a double elimination. I think, although, I think that they don't, although sure they maybe, maybe they've tried to add two extra episodes to this season. So one of them would be the lockdown special. And if they just do single, yeah. single eliminations, that would be another episode that they've got. Do you know what I mean? So instead of like oh, 10, it's 12. That's really annoying. And that's me just, um, I'm just talking <laughs> shop right now because that's actually called, um, CPE, which is called cost per episode. Um, so don't worry about it, babes. Oh God. <laughs> Do you know what? I just, <laughs> cause obviously we're recording in some strange locations this week and I'm recording literally in front of a mirror looking at myself. As you said that, I looked at my own self in the mirror and rolled my eyes like at mm. myself. It was quite something. I, oh, I tell you what, I was, in, I was on a Zoom call this week and the, someone, someone suggested something. And I didn't know I did it, but someone went, Oh, Ben, what's your problem with that? And I said, like, Oh, did I, did I give a facial reaction? Apparently I just looked down and went, Oh, like that. 
I've, I'm, I'm incredibly fidgety on Zoom calls. I've noticed that I'm always picking up a drink or like moving my chair or like adjusting my camera. I'm, I, I've, I've realized I can't sit still on them. I look like, I look like a crazy person on them. Like I'm really twitchy. Well, excuse me. Talking, sorry, but it's not my, it's not my medium. Talking of, I'm better in person. Talking of burping, twitchiness and crazy. Hey, our episode of You're Welcome America just came out this week. So do enjoy that if you want to have a little listen. Oh yeah. We're talking about IHOP and Rachel Stevens. <laughs> that classic combination. Pancakes and some girls. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap UK. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. If you've got something to say, get in touch. Drop us an email at dragracerecapuk at afterthought.media. Yes, and please listen to us on our podcast, You're Welcome America. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and all those good places. And follow us on our Instagram. We're at You're Welcome America, which is the letters You Are Welcome America. For bonus Drag Race UK content and more, support the show over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Drag Race Recap UK is an afterthought media podcast.